Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, my fabulous darlings, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. I am your host, Natasha Mundy. And for those who, you know, maybe you're new here because, you know, the um, the listenership, I was going to say the viewership, the listenership of this podcast has just about doubled in the last month. So I'm going to say that maybe there's there's a few new people here and, and welcome if you are one of those. And if you're not one of those and you're a longtime loyal listener, thank you and welcome once again as well. So I guess a little about me, just for the new people here who you know, this might be your first time listening or you've just listened to a couple of episodes because you found them maybe on TikTok or something. Um, I am, I'm Natasha Mundy and I'm a life coach, but not only am I a life coach, but I specialize in self-love and women's empowerment. That's my jam, you know, so I'm not going to be going around coaching the world. I specifically just look to coach women um, to unlock their full potential because there is so much in us. Um, but we are just unfortunately conditioned quite a lot to, you know, not know or believe that. So I, my job here is just to change that. (laughs) It really is. I'm here to change the world one woman at a time. That is my goal. And yeah, so welcome. And how I usually start the podcast is I love to give you a bit of a rundown on what's been going on in my life because you know, that is how I coach as I coach from sharing my journey because it's like the manifestation law of oneness. If, you know, if it's possible for one, it's possible for all. And, you know, and I think by sharing our journeys and giving our journeys and ourselves a voice and a platform that we just really open ourselves up to be able to help each other and and build each other up. So that's how I love to run my podcast. So what's been going on in my world? My goodness. Um, so if you've been here a little while, you know that I've just recently changed jobs and let me tell you, it is going so well. It's actually going better than I could imagine. Um, and I'm so, I'm here for it. Obviously I'm so excited about it. I'm still in training. So training actually goes for five weeks in classroom and, you know, and then they sort of drip feed some stuff into me. So I was able to talk to customers the other day and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's going really, really well. The work from home life, oh, it is everything that I've dreamed of. And it's really funny because I'll probably talk about that a little bit in this episode. But working from home has been something that I have been manifesting for so long And it's funny because sometimes when you manifest something, you want it to look a certain way. So for me, you know, obviously I have my own business and what I, it's still sort of manifesting, but what I thought I was manifesting for working from home was, you know, working from home in my own business. And clearly the universe has some other ideas for me. And so what, you know, what ended up happening is I'm working from home for another business, but I have plenty of time to do all the stuff that I want to do. And I think that that might be a little bit more for me because I think my, um, the way that I am is that 
I do get, I can tend to get bored really easily and I like to have multiple different projects on the go and I love filling my cup up from different sources. So maybe, you know, you know, I trust the universe here. So maybe that is how it's meant to be for me, that it's meant to be. I mean, hey, that could change. Who knows? I'm here for it. I'm just, I'm fluid. I am just, I'm I'm along for the ride. Whatever the universe has in mind for me, I am along for the ride. And for those who've been listening for a while now, you'd be like, whoa, what the? Because you know how much of a control freak I am. And this year has been really about learning (laughs) how to let go. And we are going to talk a little bit about that today, which is really, really exciting. So um, the work from home life is really, really amazing. And the things that I'm noticing from that work from home life is firstly it's the hours that I work like I am only doing 7.5 hours I'm not working nine nine and a half or ten like I previously was and then adding travel time on that so I don't have that so I actually free up about three and a half hours of every day so ever since I have started my due job I go for a morning walk every morning that is my therapy and I can't go without it now even on weekends so after I film this podcast record this podcast I'll be off my morning walk it um it's where I get all the ideas for my TikToks. It's where I get clarity, downloads. Like I, this whole episode um was from a morning walk, and same with the course that I'm running on Sunday for goal set like a queen. It was all downloaded for me on my morning walks, and it's just it's such a game changer for me. Like I don't have to have my morning coffee because I've gone for my walk. Um, I did get sick last week, but. And, you know, for those, again, playing at home, and if you're new here, like every time I've gotten sick since having COVID, I've ended up in the emergency room with asthma. This time I did not. And the cold itself only lasted about four days. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about that. So it just shows that things are already on the mend for me quite a lot. And that's part of the reason why I changed jobs was because of that burnout I got myself an awesome walking pad. So now I can actually walk during the day during work. So I try and do it during meetings because it can be a little bit hard if I'm trying to do things on the um, on the computer with clients or trying to be quicker. Um, and that's taken me like, you know, like up to over 10K steps per day. So it's been so good. I'm so loving that. So I'm just feeling really, really, really good. So happy 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 days all right and that's what it was for me about it was recovering from this burnout and about wanting just to feel good again because I want to feel good so that I can enjoy my life and I can have the energy to do the things that I love anyway that's enough about me enough about me um well I guess it's kind of not because this episode today is actually about um what we're looking at today is about what can change in a year and I did want to share some of my journey of what has happened in the past 12 months because I want to show you how much can just, you know, your life can 180 um, when just, I don't know, like, you know, like just how quickly your life can actually change. So I'm a huge, I love New Year's. Like I absolutely love it. Sort of sense of uh you know renewal at new year's and this energy and this just like go get a vibe and i just run with it every year but when 2022 started it wasn't probably for the first time in my life it just 
it wasn't like that. Um, I, it came with feeling hopeless. That's how I felt walking into 2022, you know, from 2022, to put it in perspective for you, we had moved in with my dad on a family, on our family farm, because we were building a house. And this house was expected that we would be in there by June of this year. Um, at the latest, we actually thought we'd probably be in there by, by Christmas time last year. And that just didn't happen. Or I won't say, well, it didn't happen. It's still happening. So our house is still like, our land's still not ready. So for a house that was meant to be built by December last year or January, and then we got told like June this year, you know, we'll be lucky if we're building by June next year, if I'm honest. Um, and we are, we're still going ahead with that build. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, you know, the market at the moment is just, you know, like land developments and everything. Everything's being held up and delayed and, and there's just all this sort of stuff going. But I just sort of now trust that there's a reason behind all of that and our house will be ready when it's ready. But when you are living in someone else's home and we, as much as, you know, my dad had said, yes, come and live with us. It was sort of like he was saying the words, but the actions didn't match that at all. So we weren't really given like, and my dad has a big, it was a 22 acre farm. We're not talking about just a little, you know, a teeny tiny house where we're living on each other, where he actually has like his own space, which includes like, like lounge, um, bedroom, ensuite, you know, really the only shared facilities that we were using was a kitchen. And then we were up the other end of the house with our own bathroom, bedrooms and, and everything. But we were just never welcomed into the home and we just had to live amongst everything. My dad is a hoarder. Um, which you sort of found out, you know, sometimes you don't know necessarily know some of the stuff about your parents until you move back home. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so we were just having to live amongst stuff and that hoarding definitely didn't stop while we were there, even though there was no room to put things. And we were at the point of putting furniture in front of furniture. Like it was just ridiculous. And then, you know, top that on top of my husband was working from home. So he had to be in that environment all the time. And the place that he was, was a sort of, it was like a back room. Um, we used to call it the conservatory because it was all sort of windows and it, what it used to be was a garage that was closed in and it, my dad couldn't even like get people they wouldn't even come in through the front door they would always come in through that back door so they'd literally walk around to the back of the house to come in through that door you know and we couldn't change we had a front door um, but we couldn't change it so it meant that he was always being interrupted all the time because you know, my dad's house is a drop-in house and people are there 24-7 all the time for whatever reason, just dropping in, you know, quite loud. Is Janice there? You know, like, and, you know, interrupting my husband's dream work. And, you know, and by this point, everyone was really, really low. And, and I'm talking about my son, my husband, myself. And, you know, like, it was just playing on our mental health because obviously this house just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and this is what we were waiting for you know and it became so much more than any of us all signed up for you know we thought we we're going to do a year at my dad's and you know and that just was not the reality my son was having a lot of mental health issues you know and he was 10 10 going on 11 at the time so you know, a 10, 11 year old shouldn't be having mental health issues. And when I talk about mental 
health issues. I'm talking about the fact that he was saying that he didn't want to be here anymore. Um, he didn't want to do life anymore. And that was, you know, some of the most scariest, heartbreaking moments of my life. My husband was just, he was ready to give up too, you know, like mentally he was, he was done. He just couldn't see any hope. I was sending him away like once a week to go stay with his mum, like so he could get out of that environment. And yeah, it was just, and it was tough. And I was working so much and I was just obviously out of the house a lot because of work. But when I was there, I was trying to keep it all together for everybody and just hold on hope and keep the peace amongst everyone so people didn't want to rip each other's eyes out like it was just I don't know and even for me I got to the point of just being like this is just this is never going to happen and I was working so much I couldn't work on my business and just I don't know I'd also gotten to the point where like I'm quite an optimistic person and I can find sort of the silver lining and all the the light at the end of the tunnel but you know by this sort of point it was gone it was just so gone and then a couple of months into the year then we got COVID whole family got COVID so I ended up with a week or so off of work and that really like long term that has you know I haven't really spoken about a lot but it has really affected me in the sense of you know I think I've I've gone from having like maybe a cold a year to about five or six colds this year since like I just pick up anything and everything in the hospital reactivating dormant asthma um and yeah and all the relationships were strained because everyone was just so miserable and didn't have their own space or privacy or anything like that and that can really take its toll on you and yes I you know people out there oh you should be grateful I am grateful but it just it did come at a at a really really huge cost that had I known that it was going to turn out like that I still I would have just stayed renting to be honest and just yeah it was real. I can't even describe how bad it was and it wasn't it's not that I'm grateful because the idea itself like and had we just been given some space and some privacy and actually welcomed into the home it would have been very different and we could have stayed there and it wouldn't have been an issue but that didn't happen and for me as well there was a lot of you know like I had a lot of issues with my relationship with my father growing up where he was quite emotionally and phys- um, not physically verbally abusive and you know and I think moving back there made me realize that you know as much as I'd forgiven and forgotten and, and had moved on is that deep down it's still just the person that he is and he hadn't really hadn't really changed and it was just the only thing that had changed initially in our relationship was the fact that I was older and I'd moved out of home so I wasn't dealing with um, that sort of level of emotional and verbal abuse anymore and that's the reality of it you know like and it just and it was really tough to be back in that environment again and seeing it impact then the next generation and I just don't want I don't want that and I want to be a cycle breaker. So basically, you know, I, as I said, mentally, for my whole family, we were in the worst place that we've ever been. And what I was just trying to do was just trying to keep everybody literally alive 
and together. So we got to around, I think, June and that became breaking point where we were just, everyone was crying all the time and it was just, we cannot do this anymore. Like we, we cannot do this and we still, you know, and we're sort of, and I guess part of the problem with it as well is that who we're not, who we're building through, but who is organizing the land. We're like, yes, we're starting next month on your land. Yes, we're starting next month on your land. So they're always dangling this carrot in front of our heads. So we're like, well, if they're starting it next month, then we can't really get a rental because we don't know how long it's going to be. So we don't know if it's going to be, it's going to take the 12 months or if it's going to be longer, if it's going to be shorter. And they just sort of kept dangling this carrot every month over our head. It was so fucked up. But by the time we got to June, we're like, enough is enough. They've dangled this carrot enough for us to know that this is still at least a year, potentially two years away for us. And we had to make that decision as a family. And part of the reason why we had moved back home for that year while we were building was just to get more funds behind us as well for our deposit. And we had to decide that it just wasn't worth it anymore that our family was more important, that our mental health was more important, us being together was more important, and most importantly, us being alive was more important. So we made the decision to move. And if anybody knows what the rental market is like at the moment, you would know that that was a really bold and difficult decision. But it was that moment that I learned that it was time to surrender, that I had to, like, I just had to let it go. You know, I had spent so much time controlling, like, yep, the house is going to be ready. I'm manifesting that, like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I spent all this time trying to control all the outcomes, but realizing that, hey, I can't actually control the outcomes at all. And I've just got to go with it. And, you know, my auntie Bob always used to say to me, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, what a, what's case to us or whatever will be, will be. And so in that moment, we decided as a family, like we're going to look for a rental close to our son's school, which is still close to where we're building. And, you know, it'll work out how it's meant to work out. Quite simple. It was just like this, you know, big act of surrender. And, you know, during that time as well. So we started looking for houses and applying for houses, but applying for a house now, like you need to give them more information than what you need to give a bank to get a loan. Like I'm not even joking you here. Like I cannot, they want to know what you ate for breakfast two days ago. Like it's so, you know, to a point quite invasive. Um, It's, you know, not humiliating, but it's just like, I don't know, like it's just, it's so full on and I could see why there's such a problem out there and, you know, put this on top of doing 12-hour days at work and with my husband, he's, you know, he's so supportive and he's my rock and he's my everything but when he gets to a point of mental overwhelm, he shuts down and so a lot of this rental stuff had been, I had to put on his shoulders because I wasn't here. I can't get to the inspections. I am doing 12 hour days. I am running on nothing. I am so exhausted. I'm literally, what I'm running on at the moment, the fuel that I was running on was cortisol. It was stress. And that was, was what was getting me going. And um, 
yeah, so I, you know, like, so I had to step up even more so because when he has, when he gets an overwhelm, he shuts down and he can't function. Like he really struggles to function in that sense because it's just gone so much that that's his coping mechanism. And, you know, <laughs> you know, basically I had to steer the ship, you know, steer the ship, steer the ship to where we had to go. And I had to organize this entire thing. And, you know, and whether that was coordinating, telling him he needed to go to these um, inspections that I couldn't get to or whatever it was, it was, and I was doing all the applications and it's just, you know, you have to apply for everyone and you're applying for about 50 houses. Like it is ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. But we did it nonetheless. And this is, as I said, this is the point that I surrender. I said, the right house will come along for us. Like, and we will like, and I just, I don't know, like for me, I had to just, I had to hand it over. I think it was like a, um, a survival mechanism for myself. I just, I had to hand it over and just be, you know what? The right house will come along. Like if it's meant to be, it'll be like the universe will deliver what is meant to be out the right house at the right time for the right price. That's what happened. And that is literally what happened. (laughs) And we didn't have to look too long, which was great. And we got, uh, and, and now like we are in a beautiful, it's a four bedroom home. It's quite similar to what we're building, just a little bit smaller in the living areas and backyard, but you know, it's modern, it's new. It's so close. Like it's 10 minutes away from my son's school. We're like 10 minutes from the town. Like it's just, it's beautiful. Like it's really, it has a dishwasher. Like and there were some of the little things and I know that sounds silly, but definitely a thing that I needed and wanted in life because I knew I didn't have the time. So, you know, once then we moved and we did all that and I really, once we got into our own space, so this is when I started to really realize how exhausted I was because that didn't change after we moved. Like it changed a lot for my husband and my son, like where they got to a point back where they were thriving again, you know, and I could see them thriving, like the happiness, the joy, less stress and just they were different people, you know, when people are not stressed or sad or depressed, they're different people, right? And they're starting to thrive. But I wasn't having them. And I was just burnt out. And I was tired. And I just wanted to, you know, I was at a point where I just wanted to give up on my business as well because I didn't have time for it. And it was just causing me more stress, even though it was something that I was so passionate about, which then, you know, there's that, um, oh, what do you call it? Sort of like that in a conflict because it's something that I love so much. And I'm like, if I love this so much, how do I not have the energy just to go on and do it? And I kept getting sick. And, you know, I even went to the doctors and be like, what is wrong with me? I'm so fatigued. I've got no energy. And then that's when we started to look into my job and how much, and then I started to, and it's funny because it's one of those things that just sort of built up. Cause I went from part, like I was a part-time and then we you know, I got offered full time and I just sort of went full head into it without thinking too much about it and not looking into the hours I was working. And it wasn't until that sort of moment I realized, oh my God, I'm doing nine, 10 hour days. I'm traveling two hours a day, you know, and so I'm out of the house for 12 hours. No wonder I'm tired. I was missing every second weekend and, and missing out on life. And, you know, so I had to make a big decision. I had to make a big decision. I said, you know, because my health was just dwindling. I hadn't, I had no time for exercise. When you are out of the house for 12 hours, there is no time for exercise because you were exhausted both mentally and physically. And this job was stressful. You know, this job got to a point where people quit. They combined job roles. And then I was doing two people's job roles. Like it just, 
became what started off as my dream job just turned into this soul-sucking nightmare that I was just stuck in and I just and I didn't know how to get out and you know so I had to stop and I had to go enough is enough this is not the life I want the life that I want is with my family it is making you know the life that I want is living my dream life and going out and doing these amazing things you know whether it's catching up with my friends or going for a picnic on the weekend or going kayaking or spending time with my family and being at every soccer game like that's the life that I want and and I want to be financially rewarded in a way that goes along with that as well um and I was not getting that and you know, at least you know, when we moved, it gave me the clarity to be like, okay, what now? Because I had to stop and think about like, if, you know, it was different when I was working part-time because I was at uni and this was to work around that and I needed to work weekends, but I don't need that anymore. So is this something that I would choose right here, right now? And the answer was no, this is not what I would choose. What I would choose is being with my family. What I would choose is a career that had this nice work-life balance where I could do my seven and a half hours and then bugger off, you know, and, but I've got a nice stable income and pays for the bank when we get our loan for our house. Like, you know, like it was all these things that I needed to balance and I had to make that decision. And it, it is one of the hardest decisions that you will make in your life when you have to make a big change, like changing your job. And the reason why I share this too is because I don't want to be on my high horse going, oh, you should do this or you should do that. And I haven't done it from my own experience because you know, the moment that I say something about, well, if your job is a soul-sucking job, you should go find a new one. I don't want that to come across as blasé and be like, yeah, just, just do that. No, I'm, I'm, do, I'm saying that from a place of I know how hard that is and I know how scary that is, um, but, you know, do it anyway <laughs> because I'm talking from my own experience. Um, I wouldn't ever recommend someone to do something that I haven't you know, personally had some, you know, done myself because I know how big a deal a change like that is in your life. And, you know, starting something new again, like starting another job again, like what if this is not, you know, like I felt like the other job was the job that, you know, the dream job. And so then you start doubting yourself. You're like, well, what if this one's not either? And what if this one's shit? Well, then so be it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, let's start going along. So again, it was surrendering back to the universe and just being like, what do I do here? And you know what? Within a couple of days, I was, you know, like this job sort of appeared advertised and I'm like, "Mm, I've got experience. Like I was very, I had experience in this industry. I was very good at it. Um, It's completely work from home, which is exactly what I want. The pay is so much more than what I'm getting. You know, like I don't have to drive into the city I'm like, you know, I just, I need to go for it. And it was funny because even when I was going through the interview process, I almost wanted to hate it because I was scared of changing that much. And, you know, like, and I didn't want to go to something that wasn't all that they were cracked up to be. But, you know, the interview, they, and I didn't go into the interview needing to impress them. I wanted them to impress me. And that's exactly what I got. So, you know, and here we are, you know, here I am now, you know, here we are, November, by the time this episode comes out, it will be the first week of December. And I can quite honestly say that now I'm back on the track of thriving, you know, like I am exercising every day and 
I feel so good for doing so. I am meditating every day. You know, like last night was taco. We always have a taco night on a Friday night. Last night was taco night. And, you know, my son and I were dancing, you know, like just, you know, and I had the energy to do that. You know, and here we are dancing in the kitchen, in the lounge room while we're eating our dinner, have a big old Mexican fiesta, which was just so much fun. And it just was in the moment. And, you know, I just wouldn't have done that before. And that's the sort of life that I want to live. That is my dream life. Um, you know, if I was to have a look away, you know, when I look at my goals and everything now, I am $30,000 away from my, uh, my money goal, you know, which is, you know, so I might not make my money goal this year, but I don't put time frames on my goals either. You know, like I am $30,000 away before I was like $50,000 away. Now I'm only $30,000 away. Like I'm closing that gap really quickly. And I would expect me personally, I think that I will be reaching that goal. And it's a stretch goal. It's a big goal is that I'll be reaching that money goal next year. And I'm so excited about that. Um, you know, my business is actually, I'm sort of it's almost relaunching next year as well, you know, like, and I've developed a program that I'm going to be running in 2023, which is a self-love club and it's a monthly membership. And what it is, it's infusing the five rules of self-love, which I've developed as a framework that I've made into every aspect of your life so like working like one month we'll be looking at the body and then business or you know like finances and career and love and friendships and all that sort of stuff and using these five rules of self-love in every area to start you know living a life that you actually really really love and is about setting goals every month it's about being accountable and having support as well so you can get support during the month through Voxer like it's just, it's something that I'm actually really, really proud of. And, you know, and I can't wait to have it, you know, run. It starts in January and I cannot wait. And, you know, it's just, you know, if you had asked me in January, like I just would not have seen this because it felt so hopeless. And now here I am, my, my family is thriving our home environment is thriving it's beautiful we love where we live we love our lives we're living it to the max we are you know for me there's such as you know there's as much as rest and relaxation as there is like exercise my health is improving day by day and you know like oh you know money goals are coming business goals are coming you know I have this beautiful surrounding of friends which I didn't feel that I had at the beginning of the year either it just is it's just oh god I could sorry <laughs> it's just beautiful it's a beautiful place to be and I, I just wanted to share that with you and I want you to see that no matter how dark or how bad or how hopeless that it seems that it can change and how much can change in 12 months because it's really really so much and yeah I just I wanted to be able to share that with you you know and I guess my biggest takeaway from that is this that you know what I learned this year is that I learned to let go and trust the process and like I said just because it was hopeless at the beginning of the year just because it's hopeless now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way it's really not like and it just you know 
just remembering that life is happening for you, not to you. That was like a big thing for me this year as well. And I probably learned that a few months ago, like life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me and taking control of that and just letting go and trusting that without the need to control or manipulate or try and, you know, do it all is that life is happening for me. And if I just let go and I trust the universe because the universe has such better ideas in life for life than what I could even imagine, you know, I can give him a little bit of an idea of like, Hey, you know, like I I want X amount of money and I want to be able to work from home and I want to be able to do this or do that and do this. If I then just let that go, I don't have to worry about the how that's not my job. And that takes a huge, huge stress at me. So if I was to wrap this all up today, what I did in 2022 was I had to work on that mindset. I had no choice because otherwise I wouldn't have survived and it had to be all about mindset. Um, I had so many feelings that I needed to work through, which was including being out of relinquish control and whether that was through journaling or meditation, like a lot, so much meditation. I think I credit that so much because I've needed to slow down and let go in a moment. And that's, that's when I can do that. And I do do a lot of sort of subconscious meditation as well, because I love to meditate before bed and quite often, you know, it helps me to fall asleep as well, but it just really allows me to let go of the day. Like, and just, you know, that's sort of the stuff that I worked through as well, subliminals, affirmations, that sort of stuff, and doing the actual work. There's no magic, there's no magic pill, there's no magic cure. You have to actually do the work. So if you want to change, you have to actually action that change as well. So as much as I'm talking about letting go, but I'm talking about the personal stuff, you know, you can sit there and you can make all the excuses in the world and trust me, I hear them all the time. Uh like, oh, you know, if only I had a partner or you know someone to help me through no there's a reason you don't have a partner and you need to learn that lesson and you need to learn your to love yourself so that you can be the right partner just you know like that's what I mean by doing the work it's it's making excuses and do the work and that's obviously what I had to do because for me mine was those excuses were coming around my job you know like and I had to stop that and I had to face it and I had to do the work on that and be like, oh, actually, this is what I need to change. I need to have healthy boundaries when it comes to work and when I'm going to say no and what is it that I will and won't accept because I didn't have those and that just showed up in my life. Oh, my God, that was full on. <laughs> um, I think anytime when you're sharing a lot of deep feelings, it can be, it, it's... Oh, I don't know. I feel a little bit light and a little bit vulnerable right now. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening to my journey. If something like if you're wanting that support in a group atmosphere next year of being able to learn about self-love and infuse self-love, because self-love is not just something you need to be like, oh, I just love myself. It's, um, It's something that takes time, but it's also what I found is I found five fundamental pillars if you will or a framework that once you start implementing these into your life and use them on like ongoing over and over and over again that you know in in return you start to sort of develop more self-worth more self-respect and in turn a lot more self-love you start treating yourself with a lot more compassion is when you implement these into your life 
that you can change your world and you know as I said we do look at it on a monthly basis a different topic every month so whether it is body love relationships friendships whatever we work on that every every month and if you would like to learn to do that and you know turn your life around because at the end of the day for me what I believe is until you work on yourself and your self-love and learning to prioritize yourself you won't you won't be living a life that you love You, you really need to to do that and sometimes it's the hardest thing especially being a woman to put your needs first before other people so it's really something that we work on together and if that's something that you would like to work on together we do it through monthly workshops as I said there is that support via Voxer so if something comes up during the month and you want some training right then and there that I can supply that for you and it's about setting goals and being accountable to one another and having that support to help you take these incremental steps into living a life that you fucking love. As I said, it is a monthly membership, so you can actually join any time throughout the year. Um, But we do launch it off in January. And as I said, yeah, it's a monthly, it's a monthly thing. It's 20 bucks a month. So at the end of the day, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? You can jump on in and just start improving your life together and if that's something that you would like to do then all you need to do is jump onto the sign up page on kissmycrownacademy.com and head to the self-love club registration page you just pop in your name and your email and then we'll be in contact to get you all registered and going so if that's something that you would like to do please join us because i would love to see you there all right my queens have an amazing amazing day just as you deserve thank you so much for supporting the kiss my crown podcast now if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things queen creations make sure you head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com it is your one-stop shop for everything to do with queen creations